0: Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. As we take your questions about your life and your money, the phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. Just a few minutes ago, Ken and I jumped off the plane and ran over here to do the show today. We're back in from Phoenix this morning. Two wonderful back-to-back sold-out events in Phoenix. Thank you. Phoenix, we appreciate you. We, we love you. We appreciate the turnout. It was an absolutely incredible couple of days. Incredible, great crowds. They got there early,
1: and they stayed all the way through. And just a tremendous amount of momentum that you're feeling in the lives of those people as we got to greet so many people after the event, signing books, taking pictures. People are winning. And uh, that's not a narrative you hear very often, and it's exciting to get out among the people and talk real practical principles to build wealth where it has nothing to do with relying on the government or, quite frankly,
0: anybody else. And uh, it's exciting to see that. These are the building wealth events that are all sold out for this fall. Uh, We'll be also in Sacramento and Minneapolis uh, in San Antonio uh, before it's over, and uh, those are all sold out as well there might be a few tickets to minneapolis left i think but it's uh basically gone and it's fun to run into folks like you said this is um this crowd at building wealth we ran into a lot of baby steps millionaires mm-hmm. showing up and uh, they're just there to relearn that the things they've been doing all these years are still smart that's right
1: and and you know it's exciting to see so much optimism you know it's first of all it's nice to be out and get into a, a full room and the energy that comes from a live event—if you uh, hear about one of our Ramsey live events coming to a city near you—jump on it. It's a special, special night, and there's it's something kind of a about money pep together. rally. It is. That's exactly what it is. You're fired up. Even the Everyday Millionaires, yeah. uh, you know, excuse me, the Baby Steps Millionaires—even they're there because they're just like, you know what? We're still teaching Financial Peace University. We're leading these classes, and we do it because it meant so much to us. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a huge move out there right yeah. now. Yeah. Well, thank you, guys. We appreciate you, Phoenix. We appreciate you, America. Again, open phones here right now at 888-825-5225. Let's start this hour with Tyler in Riverside, California. Hey, Tyler, what's up?
2: Hi,
3: thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, like so, So my husband and I are in a little disagreement about where we should invest our money in the future. I want to invest into... And he... You want to invest afraid. into what?
0: Your phone cut out.
3: Oh, I want to invest in the mutual funds. Mm-hmm. And he wants to only invest into property because he's afraid of doing the stock market and everything. Mm-hmm. So I just want to know, like, what, how we should go about that or if we can do both, even if we're not very knowledgeable about it, mm-hmm. or how I can talk to him about how it works. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Well, investing in real estate... Um, unless you have the money to pay cash for it, is not what we would recommend. Uh, Mm -hmm. Borrowing money to go into real estate is a lot more risk than anything the stock market represents as far as risk goes. Um, So, But paying cash for some rental properties and having some mutual funds in your Roth IRAs and 401ks is a great idea, a good mix of that. That's what I personally have. Um, And so, yeah, doing both would be, you know, what, if, if if that's what each of you kind of, your husband has more of a real estate idea and you have more of a mutual fund idea, then I don't know why you can't do both. Is he completely opposed to putting any money into the stock market?
3: He's really wary about it. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I try to tell him how it works, mm-hmm. from, based on just, you know, what I hear from you, mm-hmm. knowing that, oh, we don't have to worry about it. We have to do it ourselves. Once it's in there for 20 to 30 years, we know it's going to be good, mm-hmm. but He's what is it what is, what is he wary
0: about is He it,
3: he really thinks because it goes up and down that if it goes down it could crash and uh-huh. it'll just all be bad Okay
0: but, but based I, on I, what is I'm, it going to crash what is he basing that on cuz it never has except except 1928
3: Okay, oh, okay. so he's he's I think he, it's just in the back of his mind that anything could happen if we're not looking at it or
0: Anything could happen if you I drive really to work I don't
3: know how. Yeah, I really don't know how to convince him because he's he's very scared of putting it somewhere where someone else is moving it and we're not the ones doing it.
0: Oh, you should be doing it. You need to be picking the mutual funds, but just like you pick a neighborhood to buy real mm-hmm. estate in. How old is your husband?
3: He's 30.
0: What does he do for a living?
3: Um, He's a bike salesman right now.
0: Okay, all right. So here's the thing. There's two kinds of fear. Mm-hmm. The fear that is a reality that's like, don't touch a hot stove. Don't stand in the middle of the interstate with an 18-wheeler coming at you. Okay? That's that's fear that's reality, and you want to avoid those kinds of fear. The, the, and that's fear mm-hmm. telling you how to survive, right? The other kind of fear is false evidence appearing real. And so what it amounts to is, is he's heard his buddies at the bike shop who are financial idiots talk about how the stock market's going to crash and they have no idea what they're talking about. And so he's, he needs better sources of information. He needs to learn some more because the more knowledge you have, I mean, the first time you get uh, behind, the first, we'll use a metaphor that works here. The first time you get on a bicycle, when you're learning to ride a bike, when you're four or five or whatever it is, right? It, you're afraid. But then once you've done it a long time, you have knowledge about how the bicycle works And you're now functioning. And so all he's lacking here is knowledge. He's not basing this from what you're describing on anything uh, other than a vague feeling, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you don't need to make decisions in your life on anything on vague feelings. And so I would just encourage both of you to continue the learning process. And yeah, I would have some real estate in there if you're willing to pay cash for it. Uh, but if you guys are just now getting out of debt and you don't have a big pile of money, you're probably not going to be in the real estate market for a while. And buying real estate on debt is much riskier than the stock market is. You're asking for it when you're doing that. So we tell people not to do that. I don't do that.
1: Tyler, I I would suggest two things. One, if you've never contacted and met with one of our smart pros, go to RamseySolutions.com, set up an appointment and maybe set up two or three so that he can sit with you in the office of one of our Smart Investor Pros, and let them answer all of his questions, is minutia, uh the minutia to the broad. That's the first step. But I also yeah, just tell
0: him to go in there and not, don't buy anything. Yeah, this is a don't, information. This is a, this is a we're going to go to class. Right. We're gonna and you're going to do this as a favor to me. Right.
1: Then the other thing is I'm going to tee Dave up really quick, Tyler, because uh, over the course of 50 60 years what's been the average rate of return on the stock market
0: a little over 11 close to 12.
1: Yeah. he's got it she's got to speak in super simple terms almost the ross perot poster board here's the graph here's what it's done over a long period of time simplicity will help
0: yeah but i mean it, it's you just learn the history of something that's right and then you don't worry about it you know as much because you're you're then your your you you know facts are your friends fear is not your friend this is the ramsey show I saw some recent financial statistics and there was some pretty troubling news Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Susan is with us in Portland, Maine. Hi, Susan. Welcome to the Ramsey Show.
2: Hi, Dave. Good afternoon. So I have a rather um, uninformed question, so I apologize for my lack of information. But I'm calling about a lump sum pension uh, distribution. Mm-hmm from my husband's employer, uh-huh. he, he, so the amount of the distribution, uh, well, we're both 65. Uh-huh. I We were both planning on working for probably another two years, uh-huh. but he's been talking with, talking with people in, in his work who are retiring this year and who are planning to retire in 2023. And I have a question about the withholding that the um, the employer is, I believe, required to withhold from your distribution. Is that correct?
0: Well, there's two options on that. One is if you actually take the distribution in cash and bring it home, put it in your checking account, they are required to withhold 20%, and it will be taxed on your actual tax rate, which will probably be more than 20%. What's the lump sum? How much is it?
2: But, well, the lump sum from the pension is four hundred and seventy-five thousand. It'll it that's its value right now. Okay. So I don't think it's going to go up a lot.
0: Okay. So um, here's what you want to do instead of that, you want to go to your SmartVestor Pro, your your uh, investment advisor, and right. do a direct transfer rollover of the lump sum distribution into an IRA and mutual funds, because you don't need four hundred thousand dollars in your checking account, right? No. Now. And no, there's no reason and, for you to that, pay. There's no reason for you yeah. to pay taxes on it right now, and so okay. I would roll it all to an IRA in mutual funds that you sit down with your Smart Pro and pick. And there's no taxes withheld and no taxes due when you do that.
2: Huh? And so they're they're telling my husband that there is a twenty percent withholding. There is if he takes percentage. it home, no but he can't.
0: There is a 20% withholding, and the taxes will be greater than that because you're, you're going to have a $400,000 income that year, so you're going to have a 40% right. tax, 39.2. Okay, so um, you're going to get hammered. So, But they are not right. required to do that if you do a direct transfer rollover. They are required not to touch it, as a matter of fact.
2: Okay. Okay, and it's,
0: then there's no withholding. The entire amount goes into it. Exactly. It's called a direct transfer rollover, meaning it doesn't come home to you it goes from okay. one type of retirement to another type of retirement. You're just moving it out around, all still under the protection, the umbrella of the retirement plan, so that it doesn't get hammered by the government.
2: Okay. And then when you, of course, when you do take out... Um, Anything you take out is going to be taxed. Dis- right. Yeah. And There's you're going to have tax.
0: required okay. minimum distributions beginning at 72.
2: Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, on. Okay. And is there... <laughs> So I'm sorry, another unimportant okay. question, but there, there isn't a capital gains tax, correct?
0: There's no capital gains at all on any of this in any situation. Okay. It's all ordinary income. It's all your regular tax on your what your income is. And basically in the future, that'll be whatever your income is, plus whatever you withdraw from this in any year is income. Right. So when you right. bring right. some of it home from this direct transfer rollover later, like if you pull a hundred grand out, that's a hundred grand of income that year. Correct. And Correct. so, okay. but there's no capital gains at all on it.
2: Okay. So I already have to have an IRA account established. And, and, and no, I no. You need, you need to, to go to, you you need you
0: need to go to your Smart Pro or whoever you guys work with, and yeah. and uh, you're going to establish a new one. It has to be a separate a new, new one. one. But it's an I, it's an IU open an IRA. Then they send the paperwork from that IRA okay. from that mutual fund company over to your husband's company. Your husband's company sends the money directly to them. Right. It doesn't come to you. Don't let them write right. you a check. Right,
2: right, right. I don't want it to come to me. You write for for the reasons that that you just stated. Correct. Perfect. And um, is my is the employer required to do that? Is there? Do,
0: Yes, they don't have a choice.
2: They can't say no. This is okay.
0: regulation. This is tax regs. Okay. And, All right. Um, and you know they may be ignorant. Any- they may be ignorant about it, and somebody has to teach them. But um, but usually, if somebody's got a big enough pension that there's four hundred grand in it, they know enough of what they're doing that they know you can do a direct transfer.
2: Yeah. And is there any benefit then to like retiring this year and taking that versus working? I mean, we we were both going to work another two years, so.
0: if he can take the lump sum next year there's there's no problem Mm -hmm. the only thing is that it it, it, when you move this money it doesn't die when he dies but a pension dies with him
2: right oh yes of course
0: so if he if he if he wants to work into 23 and then dies before he gets that Mm -hmm. money out of there that's a four hundred thousand dollar error Weeks, so, even
2: if i'm the beneficiary so just tell him already. don't die no. <laughs> okay all right all right
1: no pressure all
2: right and and i mean and we both have 401ks as well so i guess we'll be facing this perhaps the same situation
0: exactly you'll do okay. the exact same thing with your 401k when you leave
2: okay well i'm i'm relieved thank you so much and i did i did reach out to um I, I, to the SmartVestor Pro um, people that you, that your site recommended, so thank you. I and I and I heard back. So I, I was just hoping to be a little bit informed before before going to them. So thank cool. you so much. Well,
0: they'll, they'll tell you the exact same thing, and it's a fairly standard process, and that'll keep a big chunk of taxes out of. Uh, out of Washington, D.C., which any time we do that, I think that's a character thing.
1: Yeah, we should have a sound effect, like a little show <laughs> party sound effect. Anytime we help a listener or a viewer avoid taxes to the government, it should be a
0: celebration. It be some kind of confetti, <laughs> digital confetti. Right. Boyd is with us in Houston. Hey, Boyd, what's up?
4: Oh, not much, and you. Better
0: than we deserve, sir. How can we help?
4: Uh, I had uh, my wife passed two years ago, and she was looking after all our money and i got hit with a tax bill of 140,000 so i put a mortgage on my house it was free then i put a mortgage on my house to pay them when she passed and i've been trying to figure out i got i had 2.2 million to start with in my 401k but i didn't want to make any movements on it until you know i got everything cuz looking after the money is a hard job and now I've been listening to your show, this is not the time. I was just going to take out uh, enough to pay this all off. I would. But now they're saying, is that right?
0: Yeah, I'll pay off your house today. you got $2 million, you got a $140,000 mortgage, I'll pay your house off today.
4: Yeah, let's drop down to $1,700,000.
0: Yeah, that's, it'll come back up. I'm not worried about that part. I just want you to be rid of the mortgage. How old are you?
4: I'm uh,
0: 66. Okay, okay. Are are you confident about what you're doing with all this stuff? How did you end up with a hundred and forty thousand dollar tax bill?
4: Oh, I worked overseas and I didn't uh, re- didn't report something.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
4: So I had to, either pay them up oops. front, and I should have paid them up front.
0: Yeah, oops. Yeah, okay. Whoops, so yeah. so that but that was while she was alive.
4: Yes, sir. Okay. She looked after all that.
0: Okay. I'm so sorry. So, uh, that's a hard thing to go through, would, and then it leaves you half knowing what's going on or not feeling confident anyway of what's going on. But well, uh, obviously, you problem, guys have done a you, a wonderful job saving and investing. Congratulations on that part.
4: Uh, but the problem is, I get all this advice from people, but majority of them don't have any money.
0: <laughs> well, I, I don't need advice from people. People are stupid. <laughs> yeah you don't okay. you don't want to do that. You need to get with a good investment brokerage firm like one of our smart investor pros that has the heart of a teacher and let them teach you to increase your confidence that changes everything doesn't it Ken
1: it really does and, and I just want to encourage you Boyd getting with one of our smart investor pros with the nest egg that you already have and the advice that Dave has given you you're going to be absolutely debt free that that investment and that fund is going to grow now you're going to have knowledge of what to do in the future take a deep breath you're going to be okay and you're going to be able to get out of this but go see a smart investor pro or two or three and pick one that you feel like you've got a great connection with and let them teach you you make the decisions because you're going to be really clear and that's going to give you confidence
0: theme for the hour so far knowledge yeah displaces fear it's true displaces lack of confidence it's true clarity dispa- always displaces lack of peace yeah. knowledge know what's going on this is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Victor's in Atlanta. Hi, Victor. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Victor, did I push the button? I did push the button. Victor, are you there? All right, we're just going to put you on hold, Victor, and figure out what happened there. Chris is in San Jose. Hey, Chris, what's up?
5: Hello, how are you all doing? Thank you for taking my call.
6: Better than we deserve. You're welcome. How can we help? Yes, we're in kind of a unique situation. Uh, we just recently moved to San Jose from Oklahoma, and we sold our home there, and we want to follow the baby steps. and listen to the show for a little bit, um, but we also want to be able to buy a house someday. We have four children, and we're not sure if we should follow the baby steps, even though I normally know you would recommend doing that. We have about three to six months of uh, reserves, but my job is not necessarily very secure because I'm a pastor and because it's so expensive here, it would put us in a really bad spot if we were to use the money that we have in savings to pay off our two vehicles, which we could pay them both off right now, but it would leave us with no savings. Uh, We just bought a new van because we have a fourth child. Um, So, we're not sure how to proceed. We have no retirement to speak of, except for my wife's retirement, who's about to be a stay-at-home mom as well. Um, based on the situation that we have, four children, she has about twelve thousand in her retirement account. Which what's, we'll your, uh, what's your What's your income, so. Pastor? Um, make seventy-five thousand per year, uh, but that's before tax. I'm considered um, self-employed, but then I also get another twenty-two hundred per month from a VA disability.
0: Why is it, Why is it not stable? Well, just Why did you move your family from Oklahoma City to California to a not-stable situation?
6: I found out more about the finances after I got here. Um, I was a full-time student before that going through college or seminary. This is my first job as a pastor. I didn't understand that we didn't have as much money uh, in terms of the church and what we're bringing in, and this is the first time they've ever had two pastors on staff. They already had one on staff, um, so I was not completely aware of how it could be. We're we're getting by. It's been a year now, and, and everything's good this far. It's just, I suppose it's unstable in the sense that if something went south at all, if God forbid something like COVID happened again or whatever, it, you know, I might be the first one that gets let go, is as my fear there. So, what do you owe um, on your cars? We owe a little less than eleven thousand on one vehicle, and then the one we just purchased is we owe thirty-two thousand. We just bought that one. You can't afford that car, Pastor. Okay, you way
0: overbought on car. That's I looked for about a year. Bull and crap. The inventory. Is Bull crap. Not buying it. You make seventy-five thousand dollars a year. You bought. You got a fourth kid, and your mother, your your mother, your wife told you to go buy a van, and you did. But you way purchase. You put your family in jeopardy with that, with that purchase. That purchase was very unwise, and that's me being kind. Okay. You need to sell it, and you need to get a van that will haul your kids for about 10000 bucks, and then let's just pay all of that off, and uh, then all of a sudden your life is stable again. The destabilizing factor here is this van. That's what's caused everything to go on tilt. You didn't have this van situation. You'd be able to pay off the other one. You'd be able to pay off a cheaper van and still have money left over, and you wouldn't be freaking out. But the fact that you want to pay off something that you can't afford, $40,000 total, 30 and 11, and then leaves you with no money and when the church is also financially unstable. That's a problem. Now, I don't know how you're going to go home and sell that. <laughs> yeah, it depends on how new it is but, And you is. Mean, you've got so much tied up in things that are going down in value. No, I mean, I don't know how you're going to sell that to Mama.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. She's, she's not going to be happy with that She's not going to advice. be happy with this. She's going so, to be like,
7: Dave, who?
0: Yeah, who did what? Yeah. Yeah, well, you guys you guys did an impulse purchase based on the emotion of a new baby and, a, and moving to a new city that you really cannot afford. You really, really stepped in it. And um you know, you guys. If if I woke up in your shoes, that's exactly what I would do. And then I would pay. Then I would pay off. Mm-hmm. I pay cash for whatever you buy. Get, this will probably sell for pretty close to what you paid for it, since you just got it. But um, you simply bought something you can't afford. When you have more than half of your annual income tied up in things that go down in value, it's very difficult to prosper. Very difficult. And cars and anything with wheels and motors goes down in value. Period. Uh, and, and so this is just a it, it's you know you guys did a lot of you know you graduated you from seminary you moved you took a new job you're in California you had a new baby there's a lot going on so I'll, I'll cut you some slack but um uh, but you got to go back and undo this decision.
1: Yeah, and I, I would just you know challenge you, Pastor, that you know this uh, with your training. You, you're in ministry. You're going to have to go home and talk to your wife about this, and this is going to have to be vision casting, not demands. You're going to have to – she's got the safety gland, and she's got that desire gland, and she wanted that van, and you you got the new baby, and she really loves that van. She's probably never had a van that nice. That's a tough battle to fight, but the way you win that is I would literally take that car payment, and I, if I were going to do this with Stacy, I would write that figure you're big on a piece of paper. This is what we're paying per month. And then I would just do some simple math, times 12, times 24, times 36, so she can see if we sell this van and we don't have this car payment anymore, look how much more money we actually have and really speak to her safety gland. I think that's the best way to do this. Proverbs, I really do.
0: Proverbs twenty-two seven says, The borrower is slave to the lender, and, sir, you are feeling that. Yeah. You're feeling trapped, and you know you are and that that's what did this. And so um sorry, but that's exactly what I would do if I woke up in your shoes. And if you don't do this, you have left your family vulnerable. Not the church that doesn't that is uh, that is in question, not the move, not you being uh, called to the ministry, none of those things left your family vulnerable. A stinking van did. So let's just call stuff what it is. So that that's what that's what the danger it's a danger point is what it is and it without the pressure of that particular thing this whole situation changes pretty dramatically victor is with it that was victor no it wasn't i tried to get victor a minute ago and i screwed it up or victor screwed it up or who just who screwed it up victor you or me
5: I have no
0: idea. <laughs> <laughs> how, how can we have help, no man? Idea,
5: but I but I'll take the blame. I That's okay. Blame. I'll tell,
0: I, 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 sometimes I hit the wrong button. I've been doing this a while, but I do it sometimes. What's up?
5: Hey, nothing much. Um, so I'm in the process of selling my house right now, and um, I'm not sure exactly how much I'm getting back. But I was just trying to see, is with the money that I do get back, it might be 30000 30, might be a little bit more, because um, we still own the house. So... Um, I was just trying to see with the money that I get, what should I do? Should I save it? Should I pay off some of my debt or Where are you gonna live? Uh I'm actually moving in with my sister for now. Until I figure out a situation. Uh I don't think buying a house right now is the best best idea. So and i Because I of situation in your it. life? Uh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So for right now you're just kinda uh reaching for some safety. Yes. How much debt do you have, sir?
5: So I owe 26 on my car. And um, if I sell the house, that would take the debt off the house. So 26 on my car and maybe like 900 credit card debt. What do you make? Uh, 55000 a year.
0: There's a theme here, Ken. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, shows, I, I hear it all the time. Yeah. You know what I'm going to say, then? What am I going to say? Um, the, the car. The car. Sell the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would go buy a $10,000 car with cash, and I would sell this other one. And, again, you're trying to reach – you're moving – you're selling your home, you're moving in with your sister because of life situation, and you need a sense of safety right now. And just exactly like the last caller, this car is stealing your safety, uh, this yeah. overpurchase on a car. So – Uh, That was the sell the car segment for those of you just joining (laughs) us. This is the Ramsey Show. Ramsey personality host of the Ken Coleman show where we talk about or he talks about jobs careers getting the ability to make money doing something that you actually like and uh, can actually make a big difference in he's my co-host today you've got questions about that jump in he's right here to help you and of course we'll talk about whatever you want to that's what we do here on the Ramsey show the phone number is 888-825-5225 Ken, it is worth revisiting because we just sold two people's precious cars, um, hypothetically, if either one of them do it. Um, not sure either one of them will, by the way. Uh, but the, uh, uh, the, 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 the car is the largest thing, and I'm a car person. I, I like cars. I'm a, anything with a loud muffler. I'm a good redneck. And so, um, you know, I, I, I get it. Um, But cars go down in value. They're the largest purchase that we as consumers make that goes down in value. And consequently, the the arithmetic tells us that uh, the car payment, and today the average car payment in America is over $700. The car payment is more of a detriment to your wealth, your ability to become wealthy, than just about anything else. That's
1: exactly right. And, and as you point out all the time, you're putting all that time and effort. You just think about the amount of time you spend at work, how much of a percentage of your overall expenses that vehicle is, and then remind yourself it's depreciating in value. And you're going to be upside down in it before you know it. And that's what – I mean, George we, George and I uh, co-hosted the show a week or so ago, and he showed me this TikTok video we played for the audience. And people admitting with glee, Dave – that they had a $1,200 car payment. Uh, one couple said, we have $2,400 in car payments. And they were saying it with a smile on their face like, hey, it's just what you're supposed to do. And it's mind-numbing, the messaging that goes into this, that you got to have a brand-new car or a newer car. And people are overspending, to your point. They cannot afford
0: it. Yeah. And, and, and it really, let me just tell you what it is, okay? It's prestige.
1: Exactly right. Status, you're right.
0: Because it's Look at it, my car. It, and everything else you say about it is is a justification and a lie. Completely but true. But at the end of the day, it's prestige. Oh, yeah. Because a $32,000 van will haul four kids, and so will a $10,000 van. Exactly. Will haul four kids safely. We're not putting their little lives in jeopardy. Right. That's a bunch of crap. <laughs>
1: That's right. And
0: it's not, you know, well, I want something reliable, and all those used cars are reliable. You know what your new car is a year after you got it? It's used. Yes. Yes. And you know it must kids be about to care. break down. You must be about to die right oh, yeah. now.
1: And by the way, kids destroy a new car as quickly as they do a used car. They don't care. They're going to throw their little Mott's applesauce containers and their Cheetos oh, and goldfish everywhere.
0: Have you seen they Rachel's car? You must have been inside Rachel's car. I haven't.
1: But I know she's got three kids, so she's got, welcome. No, she's
0: got three kids, and she's never kept a clean car in her whole life. Oh, boy. But it's just like, uh, man, she just it looks like a trash hole. <laughs> and it's like, but it's got it's the little, little goldfish or ground into the carpet. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, my God. But, yeah, the, the and that it doesn't matter what you pay for it. That's what you're going to have.
1: That's my point. Why buy a brand-new van when the kids are going to destroy it?
0: Well, it's okay if you've got $2 million if you want to go buy a brand-new van. I don't yeah, care. Yeah, but
1: that doesn't happen
0: very but, but, often. But we're talking about somebody making 75000 somebody correct. making 50000 a $26,000 <laughs> car, $32,000 car. And oh, man. The, this is, um, you know. And all it is is you get car fever, which yeah, you know, you, which means your your brain quits working, right? And you start, you go, oh, we have to have something reliable, we have to have something safe, and we have we have babies, we have to have room for them all. We can't put them in this old thing, and that's true. well, that's true. That old thing may need to be changed yeah. out for a different old thing, but that's true. Um, but listen, you are just you are mathematically saying with that purchase, I intend to stay in the middle class yes that's what that is it's a death sentence yeah to your mathematics
1: settle for it well i'm going to settle for the life i have to live just so that i can feel good about myself when i pull up to soccer practice and my car looks like everybody else's or maybe a bit nicer yeah you really nailed it on the whole status symbol thing
0: well it's even worse than soccer practice it's the stoplight Oh, right. At least you know the people at soccer practice. (laughs) The people at the stoplight, you'll never meet them. And the amount of money you lost while you were sitting there at the stoplight to impress someone you will never meet is astronomical. So
1: true. I had a young guy call on the show one time and, and talk about how he was in sales. And he needed the really nice car because it went into his entire credibility. And I said, let me tell you something. You realize there's parking spaces in the back of the lot or around the corner. They don't care what you're driving. You're not driving into the lobby of their building. Park around the back. Yeah. Look sharp. Use an iron. You're going to be okay.
0: Use an Brush your teeth. <laughs> take a bath.
1: You don't need a super nice car to close a deal.
0: Yeah. If you do, then you got the wrong deal. Yeah. It's it's a problem. I you know I, I've I've done sales most of my life in one kind or another, and I don't recall ever making or losing a sale based on what I was driving. It's true.
1: When I st- when I first moved to Nashville years ago, and I was in sales. I was driving a Ford Taurus, Dave. That had no air conditioning, and the the carpet or whatever you'd call the fabric on the roof the headliner. was what do you? Thank you, Dave. I just said
0: carpet. <laughs> the car it probably did have carpet. <laughs> I if had shag a tar, carpet. Had, if there. there's a Taurus, you had shag was. carpet yeah, on the roof. But the yeah.
1: top of the thing, one day, Dave, it started drooping.
0: Yeah. And and oh, I
1: had that. Stacy and I were newly married. We've been married two years, and I literally had a staple gun that yep. I bought recently yep. for household duty, and I yep. fell in love with the staple gun. Jeremy Breland, one of our leaders here, saw this. I got out of the car one day. It was irritating me. It was coming down. I'm a short guy. And I got home and I went and grabbed my staple gun out of the other garage and went in and went poof, poof, poof. three staples. It was fantastic until I gave it away to a 16 uh, year old girl in our church that needed a car. But I drove it for three more years with staples in the headline. Yeah.
0: I've done that too. No. Get over it. Nobody
1: okay. cared. It was a great
7: story, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you need those stories to be able to tell your kids someday. Yeah. <laughs> Stephen is with us in Cincinnati. Hey, Stephen, welcome to the Ramsey Show.
7: Hey, Dave, how are you?
0: Better than I deserve. What's up?
7: So I have a question about giving. Um, I'm 20 years old, and I'm on Baby Step 3B, and I have some close friends of mine who just recently uh, lost their baby uh, that they were carrying, and I really felt led to give them a gift of $1,500, and I know that they're not that good with money and they're they're pretty normal when it comes to debt and being in debt and so I really feel led to give this to them but I also kind of want to plant the seed and find a way to get them on board with your baby steps and maybe give them my copy of the Total Money Makeover but I don't know how to do it like in a way that's not hey you're fat here's a diet book and I was just <laughs> wondering what your and Ken's <laughs> advice would be <laughs>
0: You're a great guy. That's awesome. You're great, man. I love you. That's awesome. That's very good. Cool beans. Um, You know, the thing I learned to do years ago is I don't have to talk about them. I'll just talk about me. And I don't mean that in a self-centered kind of way. My point is this. You don't need to tell them things about them that you have observed. Just talk about you and just say, hey, you know, there was a point in my life I was really struggling with money and I had done a bunch of stupid stuff, and there was a lot of stress in our lives, in our life, in our marriage, in my, and, and all I did was worry about money all the time. And uh, when I finally got control of it, it changed everything. And uh, this book, the stuff in this book is exactly how I did it. And uh, I don't know if you guys need any of that or not, if that, if that matters to you or not, but I got to tell you, this book meant, the stuff in this book meant a lot to me. And so I wanted to give it to you as a gift.
7: I have a uh, follow up. I've been following your program and your baby steps since I was a freshman in high school. So I can't really come from an angle where I've made big mistakes with money, which is a good thing. But how about about the household you
0: grew up in?
7: Oh yeah, lots of mistakes. I learned exactly. Then just blame it on your parents,
0: and just say, you know, when I was growing up, mom and dad were doing this stuff, and so. I couldn't stand the idea of handling money, the, str- the stress I saw in our household when I was a kid. And so I started doing this stuff a long time ago, like when I was in high school. This is the stuff I did, and it's kept me from having to have the stress.
5: Okay. Sa- same
0: angle, but you're, the point is, you're talking about your story, not their story. And, you know, that's not offensive then. If someone gives me a book and they say, hey, you know, I lost a whole bunch of weight doing this, and, um, you know and and i feel so much better and i've got a lot more energy and this is the plan i used and hey i don't know if it means anything to you but i want to share it with you then you can hand it to me and i may read it i may throw it away but i'm not insulted you didn't call me fat (laughs) this is the ramsey show dave here we just launched a brand new audience survey for the ramsey show and we'd love your feedback could be entered to win a $500 Visa gift card. No purchase necessary. Take the survey at ramseysolutions.com slash survey. If you enjoy this podcast, you
1: should check out other great podcasts from the Ramsey Network, like the Ken Coleman Show. Are you doing what you were born to do? I'm Ken Coleman, host of The Ken Coleman Show, where I give you practical advice to help you discover your purpose and then map out a plan to get you there. From accounting to advertising, from plumbing to production, you were created to fill a unique role and the world needs what you have to offer. Join me on The Ken Coleman Show wherever you listen to podcasts.
7: Hey, it's James, producer of The Ramsey Show.